0: It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is rapid fire. And welcome to Rapid Fire, your 2A talk radio show sponsored by Vortex Optics. Make sure you tune in each week at capegunworks.com. Click on the Rapid Fire icon to be a part of the conversation, and you can text or call into the show on our Rapid Fire line at 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. And remember to like us and subscribe on all of our social media platforms, our handle is at Cape Gunworks on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Parlor, Twitch, Telegram, Rumble, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, except for Instagram, which nuked our account after eight years and thousands of followers and some pretty dang good content, if I don't say so myself. So you have to go over to our backup account, which is cgw underscore backup. That's CGW underscore backup on Instagram and all the other social media platforms that haven't kicked us off. We are still at Cape Gunworks. And the interesting thing about the, um, uh, the interesting thing about being kicked off Instagram is we have no idea why. They didn't say you violated our terms of use, they didn't say we don't like the way you look. They didn't say we don't like your content. They don't didn't say you're lying, you're cheating, you're stealing. They just nuked the whole account. Just boom, gone. And they did say at first, we've detected some suspicious activity on your account, and we are going to lock your account until we determine what caused it. So bear with us and thanks for your patience. So I was like, what the heck? You know, I couldn't even get into anything. I asked one of our guys to go to the account, and he said, yep, you're gone. And he looked, CGW, and there was nothing. no Not a single post or conversation or anything. And so I realized we got nuked. I logged back in, and they said, thank you for logging in. We will reach out to you within 24 hours. And that was a week ago. <laughs> so tomorrow would make... The eighth day, so it happened last Thursday, and so yeah, here we are, s- still waiting for that twenty-four hour notice. And so, under our backup account, I reached out during in the help center and said, "Hey guys, what gives? You nuked our Cape Gunworks account, and we want to know why. Did we do something you don't like? Did we say something we shouldn't have? What gives?" And we got crickets, and then we got an email: "Hey, dear CGW underscore backup." We realized we took your page down in error. We're sorry for any inconvenience. Your page should be up and functioning now. So I got all excited. Then I realized. It's still down. Oh, they're replying to CGW underscore backup because that was the account I used to reach out to the help center because I can't get into my regular one. So I'm in this vicious cycle of, you know. They don't want to play with us and they want us off for whatever reason, but. My sneaky suspicion is it's for a comment that I posted on another account, just basically celebrating the fact that pedophiles got convicted for their heinous act and crime. And within 30 seconds of that comment, boom, account was nuked. So I don't know if it's they're protecting pedophiles or if they don't like gun content or both. But I have to uh, suspect it's... For one of those two reasons, because I can't figure it out. Anyway, um, so you'll have to follow us on the uh, on the backup account if you wanna uh, if you wanna you know whatever. Uh, so that's if you wanna follow us on Instagram, that is. But move over to, over to a freedom loving uh, platform like Parler and Getter and Truth Social. Those are uh, all the freedom places these days and it seems that the you know i don't know what you want to call it but the deep state i'm just gonna use the the lingo you know their bullhorn is the mainstream media and big tech right and so if you can rip the bullhorn away from them and go to these new uh uncensored platforms like truth social parlor getter gab whatever it is telegram telegrams and uh, yeah, get away from the fake news, the very fake news um, anyway that's fake news let's hope that more and more people start to use it uh also today is a day that will live in infamy. Most people let May eighteenth and I'm one of them go by without even thinking about it, but it was nineteen eighty six May eighteenth was the last day that you could legally register a Form 1, whatever it was called at the time, to manufacture a machine gun for civilian ownership. So the Gun Owners, Firearm Owners Protection Act, I don't know what the heck the wording of that means other than to maybe get people involved that wouldn't you know, read the bill if they think it's going to protect gun owners, but it doesn't protect gun owners except the fact that it grandfathered in all of the machine guns that were registered prior to this date um, so now we have no way of getting a new modern manufactured machine gun as a civilian. All you can buy is a registered pre-May 1986 machine gun. And it's very expensive game to get into. And a lot of people would argue that, oh, well, that's what's worked about it is the fact that, you know, just you can't walk into a gun store and buy a machine gun. Even though you watch the evening news, you wouldn't know that they say it's, you know, easier to buy a gun than to get a library book, or easier to find a gun and on the streets than uh, an apple. I remember reading that sign at somebody's, um, you know, hearing or whatever. But so I've sold a few machine guns in the past few years to. Uh, that were registered and lawful machine guns to collectors and to people. Uh, the downside of it is that you may or may not ever get the chance to shoot the thing because a lot of gun clubs prohibit the shooting of machine guns. Also, you're in fear of wearing out the gun so you can't replace it, so people limit their their shooting of them. Uh, the shooting of them. So if you get a really high quality machine gun, like a HK or a M16, like a Colt or something like that, you're going to, the starting price is going to be 20,000 bucks and it's going to go up quickly from there. One of our former employees who moved to Florida works at a gun shop down there. He texted me a picture of this uh, HK MP5 SD, the suppressed MP5 that's a registered transferable machine gun with the suppressor and he said yeah the shops asking 80 grand 80 grand for one gun and I'm like man oh man it's become a expensive man's game no doubt about it so uh that's that's the problem is and you know people say oh well you're one of the lucky ones you didn't have to spend 30 grand to own uh, own machine guns which is true we only had to spend about you know upwards of four million dollars to get to get this shop up and running uh so i guess the, the 30 or 40 thousand dollar machine gun would have been a little cheaper but anyway i digress it's uh may 18th 2022 and a day that will live in infamy from 1986 and a lot of people don't realize but ronald reagan one of the most revered presidents of our time is the one that signed that into law. But Anyway, we want to thank you for listening to Rapid Fire. If you use this week's code MCX at CapeGunworks.com, you will get a special discount on your online order. Go to CapeGunworks.com and use the code MCX to get your special discount today. We have Keith Langer next. You don't want to miss it. We will be right back.
1: If you crave versatility in a tactical reticle, the new ARBDC3 delivers with a host of features you need to adapt in the field. A 1 MOA center dot provides a precise point of aim, while the surrounding 16 MOA open circle helps get your eye into the center faster for rapid target acquisition in close quarters. The ARBDC3 also adapts to a variety of light conditions. The center dot and surrounding open circle illuminate for low light shooting, and because the reticle is glass etched, it can also function without any illumination. When you need to go long, the upper ranging feature allows you to range silhouette targets out to 600 yards, while the bullet drop compensator, or BDC, keeps you on target out to 650 yards. Plus, you get wind holds for 5, 10, and 15 mph winds. The ARBDC 3 is specifically tuned to the ballistic performance of most common 556 loads out of an AR 15. There are resources in the reticle manual for conversions to 308, and as with any BDC, information gathered from a chronograph and ballistics calculator can adapt these hash marks to any other caliber and its own unique ballistic curve. From point blank to way down range, adapt with the ARBDC 3.
0: Toby Leary and join us every week by going to CapeGumworks.com and click on rapid fire you can also go to the rapid fire radio website which uh, we will drop into the chat so you can follow us there or anywhere you find your podcast you can all also listen to us as a podcast right now we're joined by Keith Langer who's a Massachusetts-based attorney who does a lot of great work in the state if you need him you need to look up uh, the services that he offers. Keith, thanks for joining us. How are you? Just fine, Toby. Yourself? I'm doing great, thanks. Um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit today about, um, you know, this incident that happened in Buffalo, New York, with uh, this shooter who apparently was 18 years old, was able to obtain a an assault weapon, quote-unquote, and... um Shoot up this supermarket, and I just want to read something to you real quick. Uh, I was reading on Yahoo News, which is one of obvious, uh, you know, Pulitzer Prize winning journalism uh, <laughs> websites, I'm sure. But uh, it says here that New York has a red flag law designed to keep firearms away from people who could harm themselves or others. But Gendron was still able to legally buy an AR 15 style assault rifle. The general threat at Susquehanna Valley High School last June when he was 17 resulted in a state police being called and a mental health evaluation at a hospital. New York Governor Kathy Hochul told Buffalo radio station WKSE-FM that Girden had talked about murder and suicide when a teacher asked about his plans after school ended, and it was quickly reported, but the threat wasn't considered specific enough to do more. No request was made to remove any firearms from the suspect, and New, uh, New York State Police said Monday. So we have red flag laws, I believe, in 19 states, Massachusetts being one of them. This guy um, was obviously known to authorities for threatening to commit murder and suicide, and yet he slipped through the cracks. What gives, Keith? What do you think went wrong with the red flag system that we have. Well, we
2: don't know exactly what cracks he slipped through. We're not sure what supposedly he did at the school, but the bottom line is in New York, unlike Massachusetts, the school can seek a red flag review. Mm. It did. It referred him to the state police, referred him for counseling, and he was cleared. So the process was followed. Keep in mind, this was 11 months ago. Yeah. We don't know what happened in the subsequent 11 months to push this little fruit loop over the edge. Mm. But we don't know what happened at school, and you're not going to find out because the school won't tell you because those are privileged records. Uh, so you're relying on hearsay, third-party tales, etc. to find out what happened at the school. But from all reviews, it seems that the school did its job, reported it to the requisite authorities who did their job, and found that he was not a threat. Now, we can debate whether they did their job thoroughly, but you're going back in time 11 months. We don't know what he was like then.
3: Right.
0: It's interesting. I think I say a lot of that in you know, tongue-in-cheek and almost skeptical of the entire process. So it seems that we continually put emphasis on, A, government keeping us safe, which is never going to happen, but, um, B, the fact that a consolidated source of uh, authority, if you will, the government now has to maintain databases and each agency has to report to each other. And then uh, that's what we're relying on. Like I, I remember back in the old days it was, Hey, uncle Joe, isn't right. You know, and someone would do something about that or at least keep an eye on him or at least keep them, uh, you know, under uh, supervision. And certainly they're not going to give him a gun. You know, it was, it was more of a done by family and community type of thing. And, Nowadays, it's someone else's job to to make sure that you know whack jog, jobs don't get guns. But this is a very big issue, and it's obviously not going to be resolved in a matter of minutes. But the whole um, the whole fact that we ask government to to do way too much, in my opinion, and this is, when it fails, we want to blame the inanimate object. You know, the gun was at fault because obviously. Uh, he was able to get one and kill a bunch of people. All it proves to me is that evil exists and that, you know, you can't rely on any system of uh, checks and balances to try to uh, keep these, unless you're going to lock them up for threatening to commit murder and suicide. And like you said, after a a year, someone could get their head screwed back on straight and end up being okay. Or maybe there's check checks and balances i don't know i honestly don't know what the answer is but i do know that the the red flag laws don't work and they have a recipe for being abused in my opinion
2: well the ones in massachusetts are completely pointless it was just more political posturing because the two categories of people who are going to apply for a red flag review uh i.e. an ERPO extreme risk protection order, are the police and family members. Well, the police issued the LTC. They can revoke it on WIMP. Mm. Families are protected under Chapter 209A. So the red flag law was just more chest-thumping. In New York, you've got a third group, schools, probably inspired by the stellar response in Parkland. Right. And the school did its job. It reported the kid. So to the extent that New York has a red flag law, it was followed. How well the review of his mental state was conducted, we don't know. If something happened after that, we don't know. But the bottom line is, if somebody will buy a gun, put racial epithets on the gun, take the gun, to a location that they specifically targeted based on zip code using racial demographics as their criteria to go to a market with a specific racial demographic as its primary customer base and shoot it up indicates that there's a problem there. So the real question is, how is it his family was unaware of his condition?
0: Right. Yeah, it's a very sad story all around. And, you know, I look at uh, the New York SAFE Act website and it says the SAFE Act prevents criminals and the dangerously mentally ill from buying guns, cracks down on illegal guns and bans only the most dangerous assault weapons. The legislation includes provisions that protect and preserve law abiding citizens right to keep and bear arms and does not restrict the workers ability to buy, sell or keep or use guns. But that sounds pretty definitive. The SAFE Act prevents criminals and the dangerously mentally ill from buying guns. And here's the utter failure of it all and to even think that they could wield that. This isn't minority report. Like we don't have the the three uh, seers in the pool like telling us when someone's going to go wacky and go nuts, right? I mean, it's, it's crazy. And... There's an interesting article on Ammo Land uh, that talks about a uh, came out today, and it's a really good in-depth article about the. I think New uh, California was the first, if I'm not mistaken, to implement a red flag law in 2016, and now they have uh, five years of data, and so they analyzed it, and guess what? No reduction in crime in their communities. Isn't that shocking?
2: It doesn't surprise me at all. And of course, now the New York governor, the default governor after Cuomo had the bail, uh, is posturing on this and demanding that they bring back micro stamping, as if that was remotely relevant to this incident, uh, a non-technology which is a proven failure. You will recall that, what, 20, 25 years ago, they required, they being Maryland and New York, required a sample shell casing be provided with each firearm and that this shell case library be maintained as a law enforcement tool. Well, of course, it was never used. It was a complete failure. It was a burden on the manufacturers who had to log these cases in and put copies in with each gun, and it didn't do a bloody thing. And the micro stamping technology doesn't even really exist.
3: Yeah. To
2: the extent that they need it, you've already got the tool marks on a case from each chamber anyway. You've got the firing pin marks, and if you've recovered the projectile, you'll have rifling marks on a bullet that was fired from a handgun or a rifle. Right. And it's in, all posturing.
0: In the case of something like this where the shooter's known and, you know, surrenders to police, what does it really matter? And, you know, that doesn't make any sense anyway. Um, in this article from Ammo Land, the uh it was published in the America. The, they're talking about this study, which was a 2,000-word editorial authored by another set of researchers and published in the Journal of American Medical Association concurrently with the uh, Wintermute study repeated this telling caveat and sought to downplay the findings, expressing the hope that this will deter gun industry lobbyists from spinning the study's results as definitive evidence that gun laws do not work. So it's like, you know, after all of this research, they say, but we hope that this isn't used to spin to show that gun laws don't work, even though that is the actual result of the study is that gun laws don't work. And I feel like sometimes we're li- living in an alternate reality where we keep regurgitating, like you said, micro stamping. W- what good would that have done? Would it have brought the ten people back? No, it wouldn't, right? Did you happen to no. Did you happen to catch uh, Joe Biden's speech in Buffalo yesterday?
2: I tried to avoid battle. We both know that he reads anything that's on the teleprompter, including stuff that's not part of the speech, and then he toddles off and gets a glass of Ensure.
3: Right.
0: Well, I think that the beginning of it was actually very good. He paid homage and honored the victims very well, but then he said something that I really agree with. He said, look, I'm not naive. I know tragedy will come again. It cannot be forever overcome. It can't be fully understood either. And I would totally agree with that. Like, we don't understand evil. And that's really not our job. Our job is to not prohibit access to arms from people who could stop such evil events from happening and not dissuade them from that. But he went on to use his, we've done it before and can ban assault weapons again, you know, as the never let a. And it did absolutely nothing at the time. Right. Yeah. Again, it's, it, it it's. It was allowed to sunset for a reason. It was a
2: complete, utter, and total failure. And even when it enacted, the firearms that it prohibited were a minute portion of those that are actually used in firearms death.
0: Yeah. Something like 2%. I know. It's unbelievable. Keith, how can people get a hold of you if they need your services?
2: Well, the easiest thing to do is to go to the website kglangerlaw.com or email me keith at kglangerlaw.com or call the office 508-384-8692
0: Excellent. Thank you very much and you will be in great hands if you do reach out to Keith Langer and go to capegunworks.com and use this week's code MCX to get a special discount on your order at capegunworks.com, the special treat For our radio and podcast listeners, use mcx at CapeComworks.com. We will be right back. This is Rapid Fire.
4: This is the Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe Built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong. And Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months. So it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe.
0: If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your 2A talk radio show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And I want to thank you guys for joining us. Make sure you follow us at all our social media sites, which is at Cape Gunworks, except for Instagram, which is now CGW underscore backup. I know it's so anticlimactic, but anyway. So, yeah, I was, you know, talking to Keith about the failure of this red flag law to keep the people of buffalo safe and unfortunately whenever we rely on government to keep us safe that's the recipe for disaster no one is coming to save you in case you haven't noticed especially over the past two years where we have uh, a revolving door policy of catch and release with criminals and violent criminals and uh you know letting them uh, go right back out on the street, in some cases, low bail or no bail, and we just let them, you know, continue to perpetrate their mayhem on the world. And then we blame the tool and lay the blame at the feet of all the law-abiding, responsible gun owners out there. But that's not the way it works, right? You don't get to do that with any other thing. You don't ever, you know, sue Honda Motor Corp because some drunk driver you know, got in an accident and took out a whole family. So it just doesn't make sense. Uh, And why we make this giant jump of leap in logic when it comes to guns, and we like to numb our conscience by saying, you know, that the object itself is evil. The thing that media is so... uh, What's the word for it? They're so... They have no integrity when it comes to reporting on uh guns they They only fake news po- they only want to point to the thirty thousand forty thousand uh gun deaths a year and you 'll see a fake news, news. article. you 'll see a news article in the New York Times or you know the Washington Post or something like that that says um, you know gun related deaths is now the leading cause of death uh for eighteen to twenty one year olds And nothing can be further from the truth. And even if you take all of the police-involved shootings out and take all of the suicides out, what you're left with is gang-related, mostly gang-related or criminal-related gun violence. And then there's this huge side of the statistic that is very rarely reported on, which is prevention of crime by firearm, which estimates are upware of two and a half million times a year. People use firearms to avoid being attacked or being raped or sexually assaulted or robbed or murdered or, you know, wor- you know, Uh, in a lot of cases, um, kidnapped or, you know, I mean, serious, serious violent crime has been avoided and upwards of two and a half million times a year. And maybe it's a simple assault. We don't know. Uh, But a lot of times it's the mere presence of the gun, the brandishing of the gun, uh, without even firing a shot that dissuades the criminal attackers. One thing we know from the Buffalo shooter who, went to a supermarket where he had a pretty good idea that people probably weren't going to be armed. It's New York. It's not, you know, Texas. And generally speaking, a lot of people who go shopping may or may not have been armed. He was even encountered by a armed retired police officer, and the man was wearing body armor. So uh, he got in a gunfight, and that hero who died definitely saved lots of lives by encountering and engaging with that guy. Unfortunately, he did not make it. Um, But I promise you one thing that by him having to get involved in a gunfight uh, definitely saved a lot of lives. But the point is criminals don't want to be in gunfights. They want unarmed defenseless prey. That's why gun free zones are the most dangerous place in America. Time after time after time, uh, schools, a lot of workplace environments, and houses of worship even, which were traditionally or typically in some cases uh, you know gun-free zones in by law in some states. And the amazing thing is you look at some of the old blue laws. Um, in Massachusetts, there was a blue law that if you got caught, Walking to church on Sunday without your firearm, you could be fined, and it was a big fine. It it wasn't like a it was a punitive fine at the time, because they didn't want people getting attacked on the way to church. And so, oh my, so yeah, there's precedent for this, and now all of a sudden we try to mandate that government's going to keep people safe and mandate gun free zones and say hey, you know, we got you, we're taking care of you. And I like, I think it was Kentucky um, that did away with gun-free zones unless whoever was going to post and say that you can't carry a gun on the premises had put security in place that would ensure that nobody could have entered the facility with an illegal gun. In other words, they would have had to have metal detectors, armed security to ensure the safety of the people because they know that police are minutes away when seconds count. And so, anyway, this is rapid fire. Make sure you guys give us a call. The phone number is 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. If you want to leave a message, if you want to text your question in, or you want to call us live when we broadcast, it's 508-444-2120. We got a phone call from New Hampshire, so go ahead.
2: Hey, Toby. Hey, uh, I was wondering um, if you had a domestic charge and they took your guns. Are they impounded like a car? I mean, do you have to pay ridiculous prices to get them back? If you can get them back, that's all. Thank you.
0: Yeah, well, thanks for the question. Um, This is an excellent question. And it depends where you live, but in Massachusetts, we have uh, stuff, we have s- certain things called a bonded warehouse, and the gun industry as a whole in, in Massachusetts hates the bonded warehouseman's uh, s- arrangement, because what happens is, exactly like you just said, if you were to be in an incident with a car, and your car got towed to some impound facility, and then, you know, daily rates are racking up. And when you go in a couple of days later, when you get your stuff in order, you know, all of a sudden you have this huge uh, cost prohibitive bill to get your vehicle out of Hawk. And um, the same thing often happens with these bonded warehouses. And unfortunately, it's usually a gun shop that is the bonded warehouse and they have an arrangement with a police department. So when they get arrested or there's some uh, domestic issue or there's some issue with the license to carry and the police come collect all the guns. Generally they don't leave them in the evidence locker or the storage area. They send them to these bonded warehouses, which make a King's ransom off the guns because they have high rates and they haven't been too kind to the gun owner and in a lot of cases, if you think about the abuse of the system that can take place, you might have a disgruntled spouse that, you know, files files a restraining order against you, even though it's totally bogus. Um, but, and let's put it this way. If someone is a scumbag and they are, a, you know, a, abuser of their uh, family or spouse, then, okay, I don't feel so bad for them. But on the other hand, it's also real property that somebody spent money on and maybe the family could benefit from those guns being sold. Uh, The problem with it, as I see it is a, they charge a lot of money to get the guns out of Hawk and they have to send them to, uh, you know, somebody who's a licensed person will come in and they'll transfer to them, uh, a friend of the family, et cetera, or somebody like that. Um, And B if they don't respond in a certain amount of time, the storage bills that add up, accumulate, sometimes exceed the value of the gun itself. So, you know, you could have a $300 Smith & Wesson Shield pistol that has $450 worth of storage bills by the time you made arrangements to get them picked up. So they basically just say, hey, you want to just sign the gun over to us? And they will. And it gets worse in some states that if you don't contact the person or the the warehouse within a certain period of time that they become the property of that establishment, I think it's six months, maybe it's nine months um, but they they become the property of them, and then they just basically sell your property and so it's a really broken system, if you ask me. And again, you can you can make the argument, well, the scumbag shouldn't have beat his wife. And I get that. Um, definitely should not have. But let the court system punish him for that. I don't think a local establishment should profit off that horrible situation. And if it's that bad at home, there's probably people in the house that could actually use that money, not the, the place of business. We actually are a bonded warehouse, and I don't advertise that because... Um, I don't want a that reputation. B. I don't want to take advantage of any situation. And uh, we do offer it as a service to our customers, and we're very fair. And we have a lot of people who are very appreciative of the service that we offer. But we also have a storage issue. You know, at some point we would be overrun with guns, so we're not really uh, looking to make bank on um, on people's. Downfall. So anyway, um, we're headed for a break. But before we go, you should go over to CapeGunworks.com and use this week's special discount code MCX. You won't be disappointed. And we will be right back with Derek Poole from Echo 5 Training. You don't want to miss it. He's on the PDN Training Tour. So stay tuned for that. We will be right back more after this. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. This is your weekly show, All Things Guns, Freedom, Second Amendment, and Self Defense. And I'm really happy to have on the phone with us right now Derek Poole from the PDN Training Tour. How are you, Derek? Good.
3: How are yourself, man?
0: I'm doing great, thanks. So uh, I know you've been a busy guy when it comes to training, and why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself, what it is you've been up to, and what kind of classes you offer.
3: Okay. Um, well, my name's Derek Poole. am I work out of southwest Florida. Um when I do stuff local, I'm working with Armored Alliance group down here. But when I'm on the road for PDN and ICU training, I'm working under Echo 5 training group. Um, so I'm training, been doing this for about 20 years, working with Rob for a little over a decade now. Nice. Um, also, I'm over personal defense network co-host of with Barrett Kendrick over at Training Talk
0: Live. Cool. And what do you guys do on that? You t- just basically take a subject matter and kind of break it down and –
3: yeah, like every month we'll we'll pick a topic and uh try to get a guest in that's like an expert on that topic for personal defense. It could be guns, knives, uh first aid, uh red dots, all sorts of things. Last month we had Don Edwards come in and talk about uh low light, no light and night vision stuff.
0: Oh, very cool. I'm trying to get Don up here for a class one of these days, so we're like ships passing on the sea, but we'll get him we'll get him one of these days. So uh so what do you got Going on for the PDN tour. You have any classes coming up that you'll be teaching?
3: Yeah, man. Actually, the end of June, I will be up your way. I'm the young Mansfield, math. Nice doing uh, an instructor development. Awesome. Um, that the USCCA defensive shooting fundamentals instructor level one. Um, I'll be up there doing that. Um, I guess it's kind of near you, right? You're out on the team. Not like Mass is like Texas or anything, right? But <laughs> <laughs> and then Barrett, I think Barrett's coming up to you to do the uh, the same class, right?
0: Yep. He's coming up in August, and we're going to be having, uh, I know a few of our instructors go through his instructor development course, and we're also opening it up to the public. So, uh, yeah, that's a great uh, event that, you know, people can learn the defensive fundamentals, basic defensive fundamentals at the instructor level. So we're looking forward to that. And um, have you been doing a lot with that lately or
3: yeah. I was just last month. I was last month, right? Yeah. They all run together just last <laughs> month at the end of last month. I was up in St. Augustine, um, had um 11, 11, people in that class. Nice. Um, it's a, uh, it's really blowing up. A lot of people going through, some people come through, they want to be instructors. Some want to do it part time. Other people, you know, they've been through a class with Rob or you or one of the other guys mm-hmm. and just want a deeper understanding. So they come through the instructor development class
0: that's great and uh so the pdn training tour you've been doing that now pretty much uh for the last two or three years right uh, you've been uh part longer
3: that. man I've, well, i was actually on the first training tour the unofficial one with rob as a junior instructor like just learning the ropes uh with back then combat focus shooting with rob
0: wow yeah that's great and you know he's made it a regular tour stop here every year now and and kind of wraps the tour up out our way as well in september and um with the uh, you know Worcester Pistol and Rifle Club, some of the classes he does with Goal, I don't know if it's officially part of the tour stop, but um, there's so much great content. If somebody's interested in like a medical class or a knife class or a uh, you know a defensive firearms class, and the fact that there's now so many different instructors on the tour makes it just such a great. Um, way to, an opportunity for people to take whatever class that is and whatever level they're at. So, And you're one of the senior instructors with Rob as well. So um, how can people uh, reach you, Derek, if they want to sign up for one of your classes or one of the training tour classes? Well,
3: all of my stuff can be found at the pdntrainingtour.com site. If you go register now, you'll see I'm going to be in Mass. I'll be in Iowa. I'll be in Georgia, uh, all over Florida. Um, I think that, I think that that's pretty much where I am. I might be in Wisconsin a little bit, but they can find everything at pdntrainingtour.com.
0: Awesome, that's great, and uh, I'm sure people will want to sign up for those classes. I really appreciate you joining us today, and we'll definitely have to do this again. We'll have you on again, and I uh, look forward to you know hearing about some of the classes you taught. So thanks so much, Derek. Remember to use this week's code MCX at CapeGunworks.com to get a special discount on your web orders and in honor of the shipment of MCX's we got, the code MCX. So go to kategunworks.com right now to get your special discount using code MCX. This is Rapid Fire. We'll be right back.
5: Made in America since 1949, family owned and operated, legendary performance, this is Hornady.
0: Federal delivers a knockout punch with the leading defensive ammo on the market. Federal punch hollow points are accurate and reliable in all defensive situations. When you need reliability designed to provide a balanced mix of effective penetration and expansion, you need punch defensive ammunition from Federal, the leader in nickel-plated brass ammo with a sealed primer to deliver reliable feeding and ignition. Get Federal punch defensive hollow point ammunition here at Cape Gunmark.
5: SnapSafe featuring a pry resistant 316th inch solid steel door 2300 degree Fahrenheit 1 hour fire shield protection and a lifetime warranty SnapSafe a
0: modular safe with welded safe security If you're looking for legal protection text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 text CGWMA to 281 603 0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self defense insurance. Tech CGWMA to 281 603 0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. And welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary. Join us every week for the your show about all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. I was watching the press conference in Buffalo yesterday, and I think President Biden said some very uh, good things there. I think he did a good job of eulogizing the victims and paying homage to them and honoring their memory. Uh, he, he researched. I'm sure this was all, you know, done for him and put on the teleprompter. But anyway, I don't want to be unfair about that. He, uh, I think did a, a good job. It sounded sincere and I don't know if it was or wasn't, but, um, I hope and pray that this really wasn't all just a political posturing and stunt that he really generally does feel for the victims there. And, um, uh, he said some things that I tend to agree with, uh, which is, um, He said, look, I'm not naive. We talked about this with Keith. I know tragedy will come again. It cannot be forever. It cannot be fully understood either. And I agree with that statement. And that's the thing about evil is it preys upon people and wants to uh, conduct itself in a way that is untoward to the people that just want to be left alone and go about their business and be safe. He also said... uh, we got gifts from God, not government, life, liberty, our gifts for life and liberty are gifts from God. And I would agree with that. I would agree with that a hundred percent. And our founders had that same sentiment in the uh, Bill of Rights where they said that you know we hold these truths to be self-evident, that um, all men are created equal. And they also went on to say that these rights are endowed by our creator and they are unalienable. They're inalienable rights, right? So that means government can't take them away. So he alluded to something when he said, we got gifts from God about life and liberty that is actually stated in the constitution or in the bill of rights. And it's yet they make, they separate right there and make this giant leap of logic and, and go right in and reason and go right into, well, and we can keep assault weapons off the streets, even though the second amendment is one of those rights that were granted to us from God. And right. That's the thing about it. It's self evident means it's axiomatic. It is, it's evident to any being that has a brain on their shoulders that the the right to defend yourself and to keep yourself and your family safe is not only um, good, but it's encouraged and even given to you by God, by nature, by the laws of nature. And yet we take, we have elected politicians these days that say no right is absolute and we can restrict these rights and make sure that you know oh no that uh we we can encumber these rights, and we can lean these rights right after saying something as profound as we got these gifts from God. He goes on to say, uh, "We did it before, and we can keep these violent assault weapons off our streets. Violence and shooting went down. He went on to say. And we can prevent radicalization. Oh, he said uh, we can't prevent radicalization, but we can address the relentless exploitation of the internet and recruit and mobilize uh, who recruit and mobilize terrorism. He says we need to live in a country where fear and lies are packaged for a for power and profit. And I'm like, what in the heck? I feel like I'm you know watching. Uh, the twilight zone here. Uh, So I I said to myself, uh, I wonder if Moderna is listening and Pfizer is listening. J&J, are you listening to what the president just said? We need to refuse to live in a country where fear and lies are packaged for power and profit. Breaking news. And I see that uh, government has trafficked in this for a long time. Wasn't it Rand Paul who just... Uh, was taken on the uh, Mayorkas there and said that the largest uh, purveyor of disinformation is the federal government, right? And so I I tend to agree with them. And especially they stand to uh, profit the most, or their cronies stand to profit the most. When you look at the billions of dollars uh, industries have made over the past two years from fear and lies, uh, and they have definitely uh, you know profited off that but let's bring it back to the issue at hand of, of of guns and he's also hinting at a restricting your right to keep and bear arms as it relates to certain guns that the government doesn't like even though we have um, the Supreme Court rulings um, in the past you know 10 11 years there that said that the guns that are common and ordinary of use are the ones that are protected by the Second Amendment. And so then he goes on to further hint at restricting your First Amendment rights by saying we can do something about the exploitation of the Internet, so a.k.a. censorship. Well, today was an interesting day because... Um, and if you're listening to this live on the radio, you're you're getting the recorded version, so it's a couple day old news. But they've decided to mothball the whole new ministry of truth, and uh, Nina Jankowitz has resigned her position as the uh, <laughs> minister of truth. And so now, I guess they realized, yeah, I guess the people aren't quite ready to have Ah-ha! their rights infringed upon to the extent at what they are. Uh, you know, saying you know, and they're like, "Oh no, we just want to, you know, monitor disinformation and min- misinformation, and have verified users be able to chime in and talk whenever somebody posts this misinformation or disinformation." And uh, you know, it's just crazy how um, the the last thing I want is to nominate any government agency as the arbiter of truth, as the uh, decider of where our rights can and can't be infringed upon and you know nothing could be scarier it's like Ronald Reagan when he said uh, the scariest words in the English language or the scariest words you could ever hear are, hi I'm from the government and I'm here to help and uh, you know I think that red flag law breakdown is a perfect example example of that so anyway um, man First hour in the bag. It goes quick. Uh, I'm going to take all your questions in the second hour, so make sure you stay tuned. I know the first hour ends here, but it goes on for another hour, so tune in at capegunworks.com. Click on the Rapid Fire icon. You can listen to it as a podcast. You can also uh, text or call the Rapid Fire line. We'll get to your questions, 508-444-2120. You can check out some of our online content. Uh, You can also listen to the podcast and check us out on social media. Remember, freedom will always be on the right side of history. I'm not afraid of that, are you? I'm Toby Leary. Don't go away. We will be back right after this.
5: Tag of a lifetime, finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd, and may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the vortex.
0: Alexander Hamilton said, "Those who stand for nothing will fall for anything." This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road Hyannis or capegunworks.com. This is the Voltec VT-10i.
4: The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltechSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash
0: If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome to Rapid Fire, your 2A talk radio show sponsored by Vortex Optics. Tune in at capegunworks.com and click on the Rapid Fire icon to join the conversation whenever we're broadcasting live. And now you can call in or text to the Rapid Fire line at 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. And remember to like us and subscribe on all of our social media platforms. Our handle is at Kate Gunworks on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Parlor, Twitch, Telegram, Rumble, Truth Social now, except Instagram, which nuked our account. How dare you! I am still licking my wounds about that. After eight years of incredible content, specials, gun knowledge, funny videos, fake news, comments. Et cetera, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. not to mention thousands of subscribers. We are no longer on Instagram. Thank you very much, Zuckerberg. We got zucked, Zuckerberg. And um, anyway, it's um, now CGW underscore backup is our Instagram account for the time being, but we're trying to get it restored. So we'll see. We'll see if that ever happens. Censorship is alive and well on the social media networks. So that's why we're starting to like a lot more of the newer stuff. Uh, Truth Social, uh, Gab, Getter, um, Parler, Telegram, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And even those all have a slight censorship quality to them. Getter's kicked us off twice. But are we back on Getter? No, still still out to dry. So I guess we're not on Getter, but they've kicked us off. So there you go. They don't like gun content, apparently. Like, what the heck? Who doesn't like gun content? That's what I want to know. Anyway, I know not everybody believes like us. What the heck? So anyway, joining us for the second hour here, um, we're going to go ahead and get to some of your questions and LARP is saying that the second hour is spicier. So there you have it. Um, You heard it right from the chat, the live chat, that the second hour is spicy. Um, Probably because we answer a lot of your questions in the second hour, and I I don't blather on as much. But um, I definitely want to get on the questions that have been rolling in. It's been a lively chat today. Um, HPS was pointing out that in the... Uh, Firearm Owners Protection Act that they protected Saturday night specials and made it so you can travel with your gun if you're legal in the starting point and the finishing point. However, I wish that they used those two things not to ram home the Hughes Amendment, which banned machine guns. I wish they had let the Saturday night specials, you know, be banned, quote unquote, because it would have been the most ridiculous. Uh, gun ban in the history of our company and probably the shortest lived one think about it today when you can't even turn on the news and you don't hear any anything except assault weapons and high capacity magazines and blah 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 and think back when gun control was in you know it's apex in the 80s mid 80s they wanted to ban Saturday night specials five shot revolvers right Nobody takes those seriously now as a quote-unquote assault weapon. And I would still argue that they probably kill more people today than uh, uh, rifles of all kinds combined. Uh, Maybe not the revolvers, but at one time. They were easily concealable. And, I mean, they were making rock songs about them. You know, Mr. Saturday Night Special. You got a barrel that's blue and cold. You ain't good for nothing but put a man 6 feet in the hole. Sorry, I won't sing. That'll that'll end all ratings whatsoever if I start singing. But anyway, Take isn't news. Isn't it funny how far we've come now? No one's ever talks about the Saturday night specials anymore, the five-shot snub-nose revolvers which are easily concealable, which by the way they used to be called chief specials. Like they were the they weren't Saturday night specials. Meaning like some dude out doing hits or something at at night and didn't want to leave shell casing evidence they were uh they were um you know chief specials they were the backup guns you know et cetera et cetera, and you gotta remember back then very few people actually carried guns out in the you know the public space so anyway um all right let's see uh h p is wondering what happens when they take off take that off or are we going to have a backup to the backup yeah we should make the backup to the backup but you know what at that point I'll just write them off their loss that's the way I see it maybe not because I, I actually like Instagram it's one of the easier social media sites to use but then again I'm not happy with their treatment of my content Ishmael says is there any way of obtaining pre-banned magazines and yes absolutely we get them all the time at our shop if you go to any uh, gun shop that deals in pre-bans, you know, you'll be able to find them. So they are out there, and they are abundant in most cases. Uh, they're only available for guns that were around prior to 94, though. So you know it depends where you are and what state you're in. If you're in Colorado, a Magpul PMAG is a pre-ban mag. Even in California, where they had Freedom Week, and they were—they <laughs> had pallets of magazines sold in a week span after the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that it was unconstitutional to ban the the uh, capacity of magazines. It was like, you know, an avalanche of magazines entered that state. We couldn't even get them locally because they sent like truckloads, knowing that a stay would be issued at some point. And sure enough, after one week of freedom. That stay or injunction, and it was the judge who actually ruled them unconstitutional, put a stay on it pending the uh, the full unbanked panel of the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals to rule on it, which lose. they upheld the California law, and then it's probably going to go to uh, the Supreme Court. So it seems to be the way in the Ninth Circuit. But a lot of good appointed judges have really changed the, the flavor of that court. In the Ninth Circuit, which used to be just the worst court in the history of the country, but they've now come out with some very reasonable um, decisions. But then they always kick it from the three judge panel to the en banc if it's a Second Amendment related issue. But anyway, um, let's see, going back through the chat here. Uh, thank you, Gun Website, for joining us again. And uh, we had a guy who I guess was from the area. Um, in Peyton, uh, or I'm um, sorry, in uh, the Susquehanna Valley, uh, where this shooting in Buffalo took place. And it, he said that um, there was a bomb threat at the Walmart near him, which could have been done by the same guy. You never know. And uh, someone is asking, in Buffalo, the New York shooter was 18. Does that mean he only had an FID card because 21 is the age? for LTC, I believe, and that's a Massachusetts kind of lingo. I don't know what the terminology is in New York, but um, I don't know if they had a ban prohibiting uh, 18-year-olds from purchasing a semi-automatic rifle, which California did, and that just got ruled unconstitutional by the aforementioned uh, Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, and you can read that three-judge decision if you Google that. And I'm sure that'll go to the en banc as well, uh, the full board to rule on that. But we'll see. As of right now, they ruled it unconstitutional, and Washington State's not too happy about it. I know uh, Hawaii is also affected by the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. So we'll see how that is. We'll monitor that for everybody. But it's good news, in my opinion, coming out of the Ninth Circuit. We have special treat for women listening. May is Lady Shooters Month here at Cape Gunworks. We have a special First Shots course coming up for ladies only. So if you're a man, you need not apply. If you have been thinking about getting your gun license or you would like to try shooting for the first time, go to capegunworks.com and click on the class calendar to sign up for the Ladies Only First Shots, May 21st. You don't want to miss it. We will be right back. This is Rapid Fire.
1: If you crave versatility in a tactical reticle, the new ARBDC3 delivers with a host of features you need to adapt in the field. A 1 MOA center dot provides a precise point of aim, while the surrounding 16 MOA open circle helps get your eye into the center faster for rapid target acquisition in close quarters. The ARBDC3 also adapts to a variety of light conditions. The center dot and surrounding open circle illuminate for low light shooting, and because the reticle is glass etched, it can also function without any illumination. When you need to go long, the upper ranging feature allows you to range silhouette targets out to 600 yards, while the bullet drop compensator, or BDC, keeps you on target out to 650 yards. Plus, you get wind holds for 5, 10, and 15 mph winds. The ARBDC 3 is specifically tuned to the ballistic performance of most common 556 loads out of an AR 15. There are resources in the reticle manual for conversions to 308, and as with any BDC, information gathered from a chronograph and ballistics calculator can adapt these hash marks to any other caliber and its own unique ballistic curve. From point blank to way down range, adapt with the ARBDC 3.
0: Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And we are scrolling through your questions. Don't forget you can call the Rapid Fire line 508-444-2120 to be on the show. You can leave a message, you can call us live, or you can text your question to 508-444-2120. If we don't get to your question this week, we will try our darndest to get to it next week. <laughs> and uh, we would we love the questions and we love answering them. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, go ahead and text in or call to be a part of the show. So, um, getting back to your questions here, uh, Paul says, Hey, Toby, my question is, in mass, is it legal to have a post ban magazine, for example, a Glock, with an insert to make it a 10-round magazine? Thanks. And as long as it's um as long as it is permanently made to only hold ten rounds. So yes. Uh as long as it's limited permanently. So I wouldn't recommend just putting a, a limiter in there and not like riveting or gluing it in or something like that. It it should be permanent um and not just so you can disassemble it and take it out. But I think um you know it's totally legal to make it a 10 round mag. We do it all the time here. Um, In fact, when we can't get low cap mags, we have these mag blocks that we put in magazines. Uh, We 3d print them and we also buy them online, but for the most part, we 3d print them and then we, we manage to permanently modify the magazine to be 10 rounds. So there you go. Um, You know, before the, In the last of the first hour there, we were talking about uh, the speech in uh, Buffalo by President Biden. And uh, the one thing that it leaves you with is it leaves you with more questions than answers, right? Um, I would say that uh, what is going to be the net effect of this and why would he mobilize and scramble and have a speech in Buffalo, but not in New York city where the perpetrator was a black racist man. Does skin color matter when it's racism and when it's hatred and when it's pure evil? I don't think so. And so, you know, he didn't eulogize the victims in, in New York city. And, uh, then you got the Waukesha, uh, psychopath that drove into the crowd and around Texas uh and I'm sorry around Christmas in Waukesha um and Wisconsin and and uh ended a lot of lives there and not to mention terrorized them but no barely any mention from the president there and you know it didn't fit the narrative of gun control so therefore um they kind of glossed over it, right? They just next and that's the problem I see is the fact that um, the Democrats, uh, or I shouldn't label just Democrats, but gun grabbers in general, because they have been on both sides of the aisle, are very good and opportunistic at using dead bodies to to perpetu- uh, perpetuate um, gun control and to... Resurrect it from the ash heap because it was proven to be non effective and not to mention it would infringe upon the rights of all the American people here. Um, and it's unconstitutional. But then they get the emotional argument back when they, you know, go stand on the graves of uh, people who die in a tragic way and they want to make it all the time about the object instead of, hey, wait a minute. Here's something to look at. Was this guy supposed to be in jail? And according to the law and sentencing guidelines, yeah, as a matter of fact, he was. When you take a look at the Waukesha uh, terrorist and a lot of other terrorists that, uh, you know, prey upon people in mass shooter threats. And in some cases, they're on, you know, psychotropic medication, court-ordered and court-mandated psychotropic medication and they're a part of the system, they're known to be a threat to themselves or others, but yet, you know, we just throw that out. Or we let them out of jail with low bail, no bail, and right back out on the street where they're going to buy a gun on the street again. Obviously, they're not worried about the the threat of violating the law. They're already not worried about going to jail because they've been there and done that, And they let him out. And they, you know, the the shooter in California, the Sacramento shooter, got let out of jail six years early and was given a check for $7,500. It's like, what? (laughs) Where does that, that rewards criminal behavior. It doesn't in any way, shape or form punish them or it doesn't deter them. And I get that jail and the court system is etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, isn't necessarily there for a deterrent as much as it is a punishment but how is there a punishment when you're saying hey don't do that again here's a check we'll let you out of jail early so please be a good person and guess what they go out get a gun on the black market they modify it to shoot fully automatic which we just talked about, the Hughes Amendment, which hasn't been legal to do since May 18th, 1986. And lo and behold, he's got high-capacity magazines which have been banned. So none of the laws that you've already created could prevent the evil from taking place. What you can do about it is lock up the evil people and don't let them out of jail. That's one thing you can do. The second thing you can do is don't make it harder for good people to protect themselves against the evil people. It seems pretty simple to me, but that's a very low uh, emotional. You know they can't stand on the graves of of the dead people there and say, "Hey, uh, we let you down because we let this guy out of jail early." And our soft on crime policies uh, didn't work. So we're going to have to blame the gun. We're going to take it away from people who aren't the problem. And the criminals will continue to get guns because that's what they do. They buy things illegally. They're not afraid of laws. They break laws for a living. That's why they're called criminals. But I digress. Back to your questions. Uh, And that all was because HPS pointed out that the news wasn't talking about uh, the racist who shot up the subway in New York City. Um all right let 's see here uh, we got lots of questions, but uh uh and swamp dog says criminals want easy pickings. I would agree with that a hundred percent uh they don 't want to deal with obstacles if they can avoid it that that's a hundred percent accurate that 's why they prefer unarmed victims rather than they 're not going to the local gun club or gun shop or uh, police department or military uh, training range, they're going to uh, usually where they feel people will be least likely to defend themselves. Um, let's see, most criminals aren't that smart, but they can be exponentially more desperate, and that can cause more danger because it is unpredictable. I would agree with that as well. Um, and HP says on a band- bonded warehouse, uh, the price, the storage costs will... Cost you more than the guns are worth. Yeah, that's no doubt about it. And when you got arrested, they took 100 guns and 10,000 rounds of ammo. And when you went to pick them all back up, in that case, it was over four years later. If you had to pay storage, you wouldn't have owned a single gun. That's true. It would have been through the roof. Aaron wants to know if we have any slugs that will run in a shockwave shotgun. Absolutely. we got tons of them, uh, slugs and buckshot. We don't have the mini shells, um, but... Those things have been unobtainium, but, you know, we have plenty of slugs that'll run really well in the shockwave. And we even have some that are uh, what we call competition ones, so they're a little bit lower power than your typical slug. So um, we have some of those that'll run very well in there. Uh, so check it out. Uh, maybe we can even drop a link in the chat. Um, if you're not from this state, you want to buy those on our website, you'll be able to. Um, LARP says... Uh, They say things like, deer don't have bulletproof vests. Well, people don't either. They need guns, right? And the interesting thing is, I'm sure there's going to be a whole big talk about, you know, banning bulletproof vests, which is the irony of ironies is, what if people did have bulletproof vests at their disposal when there is an active shooter? Isn't that more likely to keep them alive? Then get killed, why would we ban bulletproof vests? And it's already a crime to wear a bulletproof vest while perpetrating a crime. But again, he, that didn't slow him down. So you are the constant solution to the problem that you feel you know it's really a solution in search of a problem. But the the solution is we gotta ban bulletproof vests from the people who aren't committing the crime. Why? How about they're already banned? From people who commit crime, and that's not working. So how is it going to work to ban it from the people who aren't the problem? It's not. It's going to be more legislation that's going to make you feel good. You're going to be able to feel good about yourself and be all emotional about it, and it's going to do zero to keep people safe. But anyway, uh, Cape Dog says, "How much is an AR-15 pre-ban mag going for these days?" Roughly, I would say roughly you can get them anywhere from thirty to sixty bucks. Um, so it depends what they are. We have some, uh, we've had the, uh, Israeli ones. What are the, or lights They're I call them the original, the original pre-mag, uh, P-mag. They're like the Eagle Arms version of them, but they're a plastic mag made by the Israeli army or whatever, you know, it came from Israel and they are like 30 bucks. Um, then the USGI ones, are anywhere from 40 to 60 bucks depending on whether they're internally or externally date stamped or whether they're date stamped at all or whether or not they've kind of been rebuilt so there you have that um we'll get to more of your questions we're gonna have joe from shooting gallery new england next it's gonna be a very stimulating conversation you don't want to miss it who he also does double duty as our gunsmith so anyway stand by for that we will be right back you are listening to rapid fire
4: The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltechSafe.com and find us online at facebook.com/bolttechsafe.
0: If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. show all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense, and once in a while, gunsmithing. Look at that. We got our gunsmith in the house. Joe is here from Shooting Gallery New England. How are you today, Joe?
6: I'm fine. How you doing?
0: We're doing great. Thanks for coming on. It's been a little while since we had you on the show, and I don't know if you've noticed, but some of our listeners might not know. Something very big happened a couple weeks ago, and it's bad news for a lot of people. And mostly for uh, some good friends of ours, JSD Supply, who's been given a cease and desist order on basically selling anything that they have for sale on their Internet, and they've uh, they've gone ahead and... Uh, halted their sales online which i'm sure is really hurting them and hitting their bottom line and i know you're close to those guys you've done you know a lot of work with them in the past and know those guys and they've they were one of the sponsors of the Gunmakers match here at cape gunworks that we held and uh what can be done about this and do you what do you what's your side of the you know you've talked about this on your podcast and you've also uh, um, you know You've done some video work around this, but go ahead and why don't you tell the listeners exactly what happened and you know uh, how you feel about it all.
6: All right, so about I want to say about two about two weeks ago now, uh, ATF came out of the Pittsburgh and or commissioned out of the Philadelphia office, and they went to JST Supply. They did not go into the building. They just dropped off the cease and desist order. So that means they did not give any. records of you know clients and stuff like that. It's literally a cease and desist. But, but the problem is with this is that they are trying to say that if you're selling, for instance, a Polymer 80, and then you go ahead and sell them the parts kit from the same website, you're essentially selling them the firearm. You know, And right. what people don't understand is the guys over at J.C. Supply, they do everything by the book. Everything is like legal as can be. They're selling parts. So, it's kind. Of, it, it's turning out to be a witch hunt. Yeah. Uh, what people don't know is that Jay Z Supply is one of the most popular sellers of P80s. Uh, they're selling more P80s than a lot of people right now. That's just how they, you know, they're fortunate enough to be able to sell that many. And. They also have Patmos arms, so they have their you know their slides, so they can sell the P80 frames, and they can sell their slides and their parts kits, and customers are able to privately manufacture their firearms. Uh, what this is doing is they're essentially trying to say it's structuring, and it's it's a very vague term, uh, a very vague way to explain it. Uh, I know my friend John Crump and a couple other people can explain it a lot better. Um, <laughs> so, but it, it's completely wrong. Uh, I, I know Jordan Brindle personally. They call him St. Vinro. He literally is like the nicest person in the world. And I know he's taken a lot of this on for his family and his, uh, you know, the employees at JSD Supply. So right now what they do is they're shutting down production right now. They're not selling anything, but you can buy T-shirts. They're selling T-shirts to help supply it. What we also did was we're setting up a legal defense fund to combat this. You can go to GiveSendGo.com slash jsd. That will bring you over to the give, send, Go where you can donate. Um, anything that
0: anything can help. Right. Yeah. No. It's a big. It's a big deal. I think that uh, this is a good opportunity for us as gun owners and those in the gun industry to step up to the plate and uh, and you know help out the community, if you will, and help out JSD Supply and be able to um, you know. Get them, uh, get them some money in this trying time. Think about when COVID happened and everybody was shut down and trying to scramble and and uh, try to find a uh, try to find a a nickel under a rock somewhere, and uh, that was that was a problem. But we couldn't end up we we didn't end up uh, you know making as much as we could have until we were back in business. Well, here it is that they've been isolated by the feds if you will or by the um atf and been told to cease and desist and the cease and desist letter as i've seen it is very vague as to why like what is it that like now all of a sudden they can't sell slides or they can't sell so they're basically been told they can't sell any parts i guess because the fact like you just pointed out that they sell a receiver or a frame even though it's an 80 percent or an unfinished so this is what in my opinion tyranny looks like and it's a great opportunity for us to be able to step up to the plate and stand with them in their time of need and uh you know because God only knows it could happen to anybody at this point with with the whole uh barrel of the gun leveled at gun dealers in general um so if you go to that, what was the uh website again
6: it's uh send go slash uh, Giftsungo. dot slash JSD Supply. I actually have a video coming out on my YouTube channel tonight talking about this whole situation, and we have you know links and everything from you know the or the cease and desist order and stuff like that. Uh, what people aren't understanding too is that this is bigger than JSD Supply. This is kind of like how when they went after bump stocks, it was just a piece of plastic, and now they they're they this is going to affect more people than JSD supplies. Anybody that makes any type of um, uh, accessory could technically down the road be considered, oh, you're selling firearms. What if you know someone needs to get spare parts for an AR-15? Everything but the receiver you can buy online. So this essentially can affect other retailers that are selling firearms parts saying you're selling firearms mm. when they're not they're just selling parts which is a hundred percent legal
0: right yeah and, and uh i i would totally agree with you a hundred percent and uh we need to step up to the plate i was just on the website now and uh you can see that um they're trying to raise two hundred and fifty thousand dollars which won't even really scratch the surface no. believe me i know what i know what legal bills cost <laughs> and uh law firms it's, it's unbelievable how much it costs and adds up really fast. They're up to 6900 bucks. I know we can do a lot better than that and uh, at least spread the message, spread the word. Uh, this really strikes at the root of the gun-building issue. And uh, if they can ban guns that or ban parts that aren't regulated, then the sky's the limit. Like they could literally ban anything if If they can just ban inanimate objects, if they can ban the parts of guns then uh you know and this is exactly what the biden administration is has set out to do with the nomination of uh, David Chipman and now the new guy and and as well as um, you know basically weaponizing the a t f to go after uh frames and uh, arm braces and you know eighty percent lowers et cetera et cetera so well, what have you been up to uh, lately, Joe? You mentioned your podcast. What is the podcast, if people want to?
6: It's uh, the Shooting in the Woods podcast. airs every Sunday, you well, know, kind of every Sunday. I try to do every Sunday. Uh, but every Monday night as well, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. And then we're just moving. We just started a new podcast with a good friend of mine, Swamp Dog Armory. We're going to be doing the Gunsmith Show on Saturday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. Um uh, we got, we got a, I got a lot of content coming got a great a few great projects I'm excited for uh, got a ton of products right now that it's just been sitting in the queue to get ready to do
0: some videos on nice and what what have you been working on in the in the uh, gunsmith room here You've been, you been you you wear many hats obviously one is our gunsmith here at Cape gunworks and so uh what have you been working on in there uh, well I just um,
6: <laughs> uh, I just finished doing a sage EBR chassis for uh, m1a that Took a while because I was waiting on a certain part. Because how Springfield does it, they uh, they knurl the part of the barrel where the gas block alignment uh, part is going to go to stabilize the barrel. That cracked because it wasn't rated for a military spec. But uh, we found I finally got that all working, and the thing shoots like a dream. Uh, I'm not a big Springfield fan or just an M1A fan in general, but it, it it's pretty cool. Uh, and we got about. Yeah, twenty five MCXs, I need some compliance work.
0: <laughs> Woohoo.
6: Yes, the ship has finally come in. So we're working on it. Bear yeah. with us.
0: <laughs> you know, it's it's really sad, and for those of you who don't know what it's like living behind the Iron Curtain in Massachusetts, but Joe could be doing some great gunsmith work out there for customers, but I would say 50 maybe 60% of your time is occupied by doing compliance work for the, so that things could be sold in the state. Yeah. We had a we had a question on the chat. We had a question on the ta- chat is it legal to have a high cap post ban mag if it's been modified to hold 10 rounds and I go I'm thinking in my head as I'm looking at these 3D printed blocks on my desk. <laughs> that's probably about 50% of Joe's time is, you know, and it's ridiculous. I mean all it's doing is you know, making it inconvenient for responsible gun owners to go out and shoot guns and be able to own the gun that they want. Well,
6: the eleventh round is mo- the eleventh round is most deadly.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, that eleventh round is the is the one that vaporizes all humanity. Hmm. Um, anyway, anyway, well, I I really want to thank you for coming on and say, hey, if there's anything. You know, project-wise, you want to talk about or anything you want to mention, by all means, anything on your mind, go ahead. If you want to talk about some of the content on your show, um, you talk, you do, um, on your show, you do a portion of the show is actually shooting, right? Shooting in the woods or uh, podcast, that's what it's called, right? So you actually go out on the range and... Yeah shoot guns and have fun
6: yeah i don't shoot in the woods i actually shoot out in range two at cape gunworks <laughs> uh yeah no i uh we, we got a couple of good projects coming on we've been trying to build up a uh, gen one m&p for about two years now i'm just too lazy to buy the parts and now i got parts on order finally so we're gonna be doing that uh building that up to see how you know fun you can actually have at the range i'm not a tactical uh, shooter, I just like going to the range and having fun. So I like building up guns to have fun at the range, but at the same time be effective. Um, and I think the Gen 1 M&P, you can get them very affordably at some points. I know I bought mine very affordably, so uh, it, it's a great platform to work on. I actually prefer it over the M&P 2.0. Uh, we got some great guests lined up. We got CMMG coming on the podcast next uh, this coming Monday. Uh, then we also got a couple other people. We're going to be on... Uh, uh, a few different podcasts usually we we frequent the john crump live show uh every monday so always check them out and uh yeah we get every we have some alien gear holster reviews coming out we got a uh, uh, comparison of the ruger security nine and the Taurus g3c toro coming out and my ruger and has to go back to the factory for warranty
0: Oh bummer, but well anyway, you you took going back to the JSD supply thing. You actually took on one of those very yes. ambitious projects and yeah. did one of their eighty uh, percent three hundred and twenty slot uh, f- modules, the MCUs. And uh, man, I I took one look at that and said, nope, I'm not having not gonna have any part of that but
6: it is not for the fan of heart i have a, a good friend uh, on youtube his channel is dld after dark uh he did that whole project with a hand drill on his floor and i was like w- how i did that with the mill and i thought i was gonna break it and I, he was like oh no i'm doing it, i'm doing it with a hand drill and God bless the man. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. How can people find your podcast? What is it? Uh, You can find the Shooting in the Woods podcast on YouTube, on Shooting Gallery NE. You can also check me out on
0: TikTok, Instagram, Facebooks, all over the place. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Joe. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. If you are a retired law enforcement officer, did you know you can carry in all 50 states with our Leosa qualification class? Go to CapeGunworks.com and click on classes to sign up today. This is Rapid Fire. We will be right back. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. And welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary. And join us every week for the 2A radio show and podcast that is all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And we're going to jump right back to your questions here. Um, Let's see. Davey says, he finally pulled the trigger and bought one of my dream rifles, a CZ Bren 2, just waiting on the delay. Wah, wah, wah. But... You guys are well worth the drive from Boston twice in one week. All right. Well, thank you very much. Uh, We appreciate that, and we're glad you are able to find find that gun. One thing I should have talked to Joe about, but I didn't, was we just had our first AR-15 build class over the weekend, and it went very well. And the funniest part of that is I forgot how many rough patches you hit along the way. I helped him out in the class a little bit. And it's it's really funny because there's it's not like building a widget in the factory with this like endlessly repeatable thing. There's always a little bit of nuance between each gun kit and here and there, and the tools you have and blah blah blah. It's like you know you always you know this little screw or detent or spring gets bent or something you know doesn't quite go in perfectly or this roll pin bends as you're going in or something like that. And there's always Issues that arise. And we used to do this uh AR fifteen build class um quite a bit and it was a full class. There was people waiting in the wings to do it. And we're gonna do another one. The newest one is up on the calendar. And unfortunately, our classroom is just booked out until August. So this next class isn't gonna be till August. But you got plenty of time to come in, buy your lower and get get that part done and and get signed up for the class because I promise you it will fill up again. Um, But one of the things that was interesting was a couple of the people were surprised that it was a fixed mag lower. And I was like, "Um, guys, you know, what planet you've been living on since 2016? Uh, It's like the Hughes Amendment. You can't build a new machine gun. Well, we can't build a new AR-15 for civilian sale in Massachusetts. So um, we have to do the uh, fixed mag AR-15. But we used the Darkstorm kits, which are phenomenal kits. They're one of the better ones on the market for that. And then um, I think it was the first class where we actually had a free float handguard. And I would say six out of the eight that we built ran without a hitch, and the other two needed a little fine-tuning. So it was um, it was one of those things, you know, it just... Need a little more attention and fine tuning and whatnot, but everybody had a great time. And uh, the one of the guys who was very surprised at the fact that the magazine didn't detach was very disappointed because he didn't, he, he went out and bought a whole bunch of pre band mags that he was hoping to be able to use on the AR 15 that he builds in the class, and uh, <laughs> so he, uh, he, he was. little disappointed so I said well here's the deal come on in and trade the gun in on Monday and get whatever gun you want he's like yeah well I just want something that takes an AR-15 mag and he thought the only one we had was a Tavor so he came in he's looking at the Tavor then I said oh but you could also get the CZ Bren or oh also these MCXs just came in oh and you know I'm showing him all the different options that he actually has and a lot of people don't realize it and so uh You know, Davies, saying he just got the gun of his dreams, that Bren too, and he's obviously one of the guys that knew that those take an AR-15 magazine, and obviously just banning the AR-15, which Maury Healy did by edict, it was no law was passed, no legislation was signed into law by the governor, and no court has ruled on it other than some really lame, saying uh court that said oh she's just interpreting law that's already on the book it's not established settled law she took 22 years of history and changed it on its head and you know anyway uh i think we've beat that horse to death uh many times but there's still good options in this state um you're just gonna have to look a little bit higher and lower and we also have them here at cape Gunwood so we'll be happy to help you out If you want to take a private lesson, get one-on-one instruction tailored to you. We have lessons for pistol, rifle, and shotgun, test out different guns. Book one now at capegunworks.com slash privates. And we have archery lessons with Dylan, so you don't want to miss out. We will be right back. This is Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Lee.
5: made in america since 1949 family owned and operated legendary performance this is hornady
0: federal delivers a knockout punch with the leading defensive ammo on the market federal punch hollow points are accurate and reliable in all defensive situations when you need reliability designed to provide a balanced mix of Effective penetration and expansion, you need Punch Defensive Ammunition from Federal, the leader in nickel plated brass ammo with a sealed primer to deliver reliable feeding and ignition. Get Federal Punch Defensive Hollow Point Ammunition here at Cape Gunworks.
5: Snap safe. Featuring a pry resistant 316th inch solid steel door, 2300 degree Fahrenheit one hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. Snap Safe,
0: a modular safe with welded safe security. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281 603 0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary, where we talk all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And that's a big umbrella. We fit a lot under that. So make sure you guys go out and uh, support JSD Supply. Go to that givesendgo.com slash JSD. And let's tip it over the edge. Let's show them, uh, you know, put our money where our mouth is and really support someone who's going through it, who's done a a lot of great work for the gun industry out there. Um, HPS is saying, why can't someone go to the Supreme Court and have a case that says any law made against your First Amendment right is unconstitutional and you don't have to follow it? And I think that's great sentiment. I used to wonder the same thing when I would say, like, why can't somebody... Sue the state and say my rights have been infringed on because I can't go out and buy a Glock pistol. And the argument really comes down to, number one, to go have any type of ruling in your favor, you have to show that your rights were violated. So I think that you can't just... That I mean, that's what the legislature does. Like, they make law that says this can't happen. And you've seen that in a lot of states where they've gone, this is a Second Amendment sanctuary state. So, you know, there'll be no laws created in this state that will violate anyone's Second Amendment right. So that's what the legislature does, and the governor signs it into law, and then the court either upholds it or reinterprets it, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't think you can go before a court and just say you need to make a law that says you can't violate my first amendment right. And I hear what you're saying. And once that's passed, then you can get, make the same argument for the second amendment. But I don't think, um, they would hear you because number one, you have to show that you've been harmed. And then number two, you have to have standing. And even then I think they would just rule like, okay, yep, your rights were violated and, uh, they'll have to restore those rights or, or, you know, pay, a f- pay whatever, you know, if it was a lawsuit, um, there might be financial damages involved. But um, you do see it from time to time when someone does have standing and shows how their rights were violated and they get, you know, punitive damages from whoever it was that actually vi- violated their rights. So um, I love the sentiment behind the question, but I don't think that it works that way, unfortunately. Um, JC is wondering if you're away from home can you secure a handgun in your hotel safe and I said I do it all the time he says in Massachusetts uh, specifically too Um, that would be in my opinion uh, if you lock it in a safe then I think it's a reasonable attempt to secure the gun in a way that prohibits unauthorized access to the gun so um, I think it's a very responsible way to lock up your gun um, I do it all the time I take advantage of that and and do do that as well so um, Chris points out that in 17, 1776 arms meant anything you can defend yourself with and I think vest would fall under that I would agree 100% with that but again I'm no constitutional scholar And uh, I don't even play a good one on TV, but um, I do try sometimes. It's not for lack of trying on my part. But anyway, um, let's see. uh, Riding Shotgun with Charlie is getting some shout outs here because he was saying, wait, Joe and Toby on the same show? And uh, I said, yes, sir. Same place. Uh, And some people are shouting out. Howdy, Riding Shotgun with Charlie. And if you haven't seen his content, you need to go check it out. And you'll even st- stumble upon a familiar face if you go there. I forget what episode I am, but it took me a long time. But I finally made the big time and got on Riding Shotgun with Charlie. Woo-hoo! I'm actually going to find that episode. So, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He's a busy man. He has uh, He has a lot of people to talk to and... A lot of people to see, and you know he gets around. Uh, so we'll see uh, if I'll ever make it again. Well, you never know. I know some people get a repeat, repeat performance on that show, so uh, there you have it. But there's some big, big names. He he gets around and talks to all the uh, the big time gun guys, not just the the small timers like myself. But anyway, um, I wonder what episode i was i'm trying to find it but it's so back far back and buried in the archive and the i'm sure the youtube algorithm is keeping it down too so anyway um maybe we can find it if i find it i'll post it in the chat anyway um oh here it is 143 we're riding shotgun with charlie episode number 143 toby leary all right cool And some people actually said that they really liked that episode, Uh, Charlie. So if you're listening, you might want to have me on again someday. Just saying. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Lots of people. uh, Oh, yeah. And don't forget, you can fire up the rapid fire line. Call or text 508-444-2120. If you want to be on the show, you want to ask a question, uh, by all means, call us. Leave a message or text 5084442120 um hp points out something that is just very obvious but a lot of people forget to uh apply the same standards to anything other than guns but he says lots of people and kids hurt get hurt and die from prescription drugs every year so why don't they ban all prescription drugs or limit you to one pill a month or something like that um yeah that's uh that's obviously too factual of a statement to even consider. Um, and with guns, we make, we leave common sense altogether and we make the leap of logic and reason. And we do stuff with guns that we would never do with anything else. So don't kid yourself in thinking that people will all of a sudden wake up when they go, Oh yeah, but that's the way it is. Um, all right. Uh, HP's got 50 of them Orlite Mags for three bucks a piece. Wow, from a Pennsylvania gun show and sold them here in mass for 30 bucks. Two for 30 bucks. That's a good deal. Um, let's see. Uh, that shotgun shell link was for buckshot, not slugs. What? Come on. And uh what was that discount again? It's MCX. We're here to here to help. All our radio listeners and podcast listeners. This week's code is MCX. Uh, let's see, uh, yeah, oh, someone already beat me to it in the chat. Hey, in Charlie episode 143, there it is. Uh, You're going to the gun prom in San Diego next month. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Um, I, I, if you guys aren't following along, uh, the gun collective and Brownells, if I think, I think that's what you're talking about, uh, teamed up and they're having a big, expo um and I'm seriously considering going. So um, we'll see if we'll see if that works out. I would like to. I don't get out much in the way of gun events. I haven't even been to SHOT Show in three or four years. So um it's high time I go do something industry wide. I don't I've never been to the National Rifle Association annual meetings or any of that. So um but yeah let's let's do it and we'll figure it out. And maybe we'll have a big social event and gathering and group podcast with all the podcasts. I don't know. There'll be so many big names in the gun industry there. So uh, let's do it. Um, Guys, it's been a lot of fun. We have a special Toby Takes on the World episode dropping right after this. So stay tuned for that. And uh, we're really happy you joined us again for another exciting action-packed show. I am going to be on the john crump podcast tomorrow live between five and six so if you want to join us on that um that'll be fun go to john crump live uh tomorrow and we will do it um oh that's the different one i'm sorry uh, that's uh the brownells event is gun con in iowa so i was wrong about that excuse me uh san diego county gun owners i gotcha all right man well anyway um Let's do this all again next week, all right? Had a lot of fun, and thank you for tuning in. Remember, it goes on for another, you know, you can get all the past episodes. Call or text the Rapid Fire line, 508-444-2120. Keep up the good fight. Support your local community. Be an advocate in your area. Jump on and help JSD supply. And together as Americans, we can overcome anything. I'm Toby Leary, and God bless. Stay tuned for Toby Takes on the World.